Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It's awesome to be here with you today on the BetQL Network, where every game's game seven. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live today from the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 160 and XM 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so on this M3. We got three words that all start with the letter M and also uh, Monday Night Football doubleheader, Monday Football doubleheader, Magnificent Football Monday with two games being played, wild card round of the National Football League. We absolutely love it. January 15th, 2024. The show on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, four phenomenal guests are coming your way. Our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, our friend Will Brinson from CBS Sports, and our friend Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports, all breaking down the games today and obviously divisional weekend in the National Football League. We'll get into a little Australian Open with our pal Drew Dinsick as well. And then... I've had an American Express card for like 20 years. We got the Amex coming up this weekend on the PGA Tour, and our friend Jason Sobel will join us from a serious XM PGA Tour radio in the Power Hour, giving us golf bets for the weekend. Plus, did I mention we got an NFL playoff game that'll be uh, kicking off during the show? 4.30 p.m. Eastern from snowy western New York. The Bills and the Steelers, 40 minutes from now at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, we will give you best bets, side total, and props for the Bills and the Steelers coming up at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then, you know, we'll be sweating the game throughout the show, which is going to be, I mean, I hope... The idea of it is awesome. Hopefully the bets are doing well, and we'll be really happy during the show today. But we'll be live sweating the Bills and the Steelers during the show. Of course, we will recap what we saw yesterday in the NFL postseason as the Packers embarrassed the Cowboys in Dallas. Now we just await, like, hey, well, when's Mike McCarthy getting fired? Bill Belichick going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? We tried to tell you last week that that could happen. And the Lions squeaking by the Rams in by far the best game of the weekend. And we'll spin it forward, obviously, towards next week. We have a side in total market at BetMGM for the Niners and Packers. We know that that game will take place coming up next Saturday, and we know the Lions will host the winner of tonight's game in Tampa between the Eagles and the Buccaneers, projected point spreads and thoughts on either of Detroit's matchups, and of course, we'll continue to talk the AFC playoff picture as the Buffalo game goes on at home against Pittsburgh. Power hour, final hour of the show, bets for today in the NBA, bets for today in the National Hockey League, and then side total and props, Monday Night Football to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend, but between the Bucks and the Eagles in Tampa. We're locked and loaded. Magnificent Football Monday following Super Wild Card Weekend. 
I guess Super Wild Card Saturday and Sunday. We've got two games still coming up today. Uh, today, Ken, to wrap it all up. My friend, how's it yep. going? Uh, yeah, going great. Uh, a ton of sports going on like during the show. Uh, NBA is already going on right now, and a lot of games will be going on during the show in that sport. A ton of hockey started way before we went on the air. And uh, so we actually have some games finishing up in the next like 30 to 60 minutes in the NHL, which is great too. And there's a couple things that have happened that I think are, are notable and worth talking about, which we don't have to do in the first segment, but but need to talk about probably at some point during the show. And then uh, just to add on to what you're saying, um, not only do we know the side and total market for like, you know, they open everywhere, every single sports book you go to, you can bet Niners Packers already like that set um, multiple domestic sports books. We have a side and a total and a money line market for every single possible permutation that can happen. So we, we, we know what it is like. We got it. We know what the numbers are no matter what. No, no guessing anymore. Um, I think a couple of the openers will be a little different than number. I actually made a bet into this market, which we can talk about at some point. Um, and it won't. Well, I don't know if it's changed in the last couple hours, but the it. It's uh, it won't be affected by the Bills game, so like we can do it at any point during the show, and I think it'll be fine. Just what we think all these matchups can potentially be lined as, and do we think the opener is going to match the look ahead, or do we think something is being kind of uh, missed in terms of how this market is being formed so far? And then when all the money gets into it, it'll look a lot different. So I think that'll be really fun too. I think it's even more fun that we have the look aheads this time to just kind of like base some of our decisions off of because that's what's that's what we're gonna have like tonight after Eagles Bucks ends. Like we kind of know the markets we're gonna have for every game, which is great. Well, I can tell you, I just uh, I looked at a domestic sports book that has this up right now, and uh, I think there's at least one that I'm seeing here and saying, eh, I don't, I don't know about this one. I don't know about I don't know about a side here. Um, at least one bet, maybe even two that I'd like to make based on. And actually, it's both both Lions matchups potentially. Uh, but we'll talk about that as we move along. Whether it's the Lions and the Eagles or the Lions and the uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so we'll, we'll get to everything that happened in the world of sports outside of the National Football League as we move along. Can't wait to hear Ken your thoughts on hockey, your thoughts on the NBA. I got a couple bets in both those sports coming up for tonight's games that I love both of them. By the way, also. I've got an NBA prop tonight that's going to knock okay. your socks off, my man. It's going to absolutely wow. knock your socks off in the oh, Pacers game. These socks game. are on pretty tight. Oh, I don't know. Got some, your socks for Christmas. Yep, got, some, uh, got some, what did I get, some, uh, was it Bombas? They're like the socks I, where you, when you buy a pair, they give them to yes. other people. That's like the charity yes, thing have, or whatever. Yeah. I have a bunch of pairs of Bombas. Bombas are great. Yeah, they're really they're really nice. They're, nice they're awesome too. Yeah, it's got some good got some good 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 cushion, good fuzz. There needs to be like a sort of like diamonds, where it's like uh like the four C's or it's a cut clarity, all that stuff. Color. There needs to be like socks need to be treated with this level of uh, sophistication and this level of analysis because I do feel like a good pair of socks like very hard to find and there's a lot of misfit pairs of socks out there that don't work so well and I had to, I chucked a bunch in the last couple of months and uh, I think we found some pairs there I got whatever the whatever the diamond engagement ring of socks is I feel like I found it here which is great I feel like I would like to not pay like $30,000 though for a pair of socks or in those yeah, whereabouts yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, I'm sure everybody out there, it's like, well, I could, I could just get some Bombas, or I could spend six months' salary on a on a tiny gem, you know, a diamond. <laughs> what? A, what? I gotta tell you, what? What a scam that entire thing is. Like, I and I said this leading up to oh, my scam wedding. Scam is the right word. Like, what do you mean a scam? That's... What do you mean scam? I I feel like it's like perpetuated on the American public that this is something you must do, and it's become ingrained oh, sure. in culture. And now, and how like, much money you have spent? 
Oh, well, yeah, it's like, well, you get married. Oh, so what, what do I have to do to get married? Just like, oh, I really love this person. I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. Well, also, you, you must spend an exorbitant amount of money on this diamond, yes. like in order in order to, to prove that you actually want to be with this person. And actually, like, you actually have to pay in order. The whole thing is that, like, like my love, like the Jennifer Lopez song, My Love Don't Cost a Thing. Actually, J-Lo, right. it oh. does. And in her instance, it's like yeah. six times over. But actually, like, it does actually cost a lot. If it didn't cost anything, then you wouldn't have to do that. You could just, you know, get a ring out of a cracker jackbox and give it to your uh, to the person you love but now like that, that's not how that's not how it works here in the united states of america and i guess i guess the the bad news too is it's like because i'm sure somebody uh, people who who own a lot of jewelry or their, your wife owns a lot of jewelry your spouse owns a lot of jewelry are probably like well no i mean like you buy it but like it has value like you could like you can trade like jewelry, like gold, like precious metals. These are things that are still value even after you pay for them. It's not like not like a car where you you buy it and then it's immediately worth like twenty five percent of what you paid for it. Which cars are like the biggest scam going. Speaking of scams, and I brought my jewelry with all that money. And but the the thing is, is like you're also never gonna see that because if it's getting traded in, <laughs> it probably means something went wrong. And guess who gets the ring? Guess who gets to trade that thing in? So it's uh, it's like a safety net too, if you want to think about it that way. But again, no money coming back to you in that situation. So it's either you spend it and it sits on the finger, you spend it and she gets the money eventually. That's that's kind of all of this. It's kind of like a lost bet. Like you make a bet and it loses, and you never get the money back. Like uh, like Dallas minus seven yesterday, which was, <laughs> which was, which was, which or was the, over or immediately. Or, or, uh, yeah. or, or, or Dallas teaser legs. Well, I mean, yeah. like we we can talk about the result and spin it forward to Green Bay next week. Sure. Listen, I'm not like, I I think I even I even said it on the show last week, and I, I said it on the show yesterday on countdown to kickoff. Like I I liked Dallas minus seven. It was not like my favorite sure. bet. The Rams was my favorite bet of the week. It happened to win, which was really great. That was my favorite bet. I liked Dallas, and if you had told me before the game like Dallas isn't going to cover, would I have batted an eyelash? Like, not really. I, I wouldn't have been surprised that if Green Bay had covered the spread, lost by three, lost by four. If you had told me, hey, like, Green Bay is actually going to win the game, I would have been—actually, I probably would have been pretty surprised by that. I felt like Dallas is probably very likely to at least win the game, but I don't know if I would have been totally floored that Dallas would have lost, given the pedigree or lack of pedigree of this team and the head coach, Mike McCarthy— but the way it went down, I mean, even if, like, you felt, you, the person watching or listening, even if you felt like the Packers were a lot more likely to win the game, Ken, than the betting market indicated, I don't know if anyone could have expected the game to play out the way that it did, with Green Bay absolutely beating the stuffing out of them. And the final score, like, Packers win the game by 16, 48-32, a way flattering, a way flattering scoreline to the Dallas Cowboys. This was more like 48-14 than 48-32. Just an absolute right. ass kicking and I got I, I it's one of the most shocking playoff results I can remember in quite some time it's definitely yeah like the you're right about the final score and it's yeah I mean in the second quarter like basically like the Cowboys score right before halftime and then once they once they have to settle for a field goal to start the third and then the Packers score again the game is over. yeah the game is immediately yep. over at that point and so I mean yeah left you with like an hour I didn't even watch the last like 10 minutes of the game uh just like I, what's the point honestly but uh I, I really like the over in the game and that's great also like this it's one of those hilarious things where Usually, like you're here's here's how it usually works. If you if you do content, when you really like something and then it wins, you go like told you like it would it had to be my way. Like it only could have won. Like I nailed it. It's like oh well, you also hit the Rams. Be like yep, just I I had the crystal ball. Like I saw it coming. But it's okay. Like and same thing with you. If you told me okay, like the the Cowboys don't cover, 
like, like forget even lose for a second just the cowboys don't cover i really liked the over in the game because i just felt like if, if like all right they don't cover it must have been like the seattle game where it was like a close one possession game and okay maybe maybe they don't cover but like it's 38 35 or 41 38 and it's a crazy back and forth game and they end up they end up winning and like the game goes over and it goes over in the the stupidest weirdest type of game you can imagine where the packers are just avalanching them for the entire first half i mean the pick six by savage is the worst play by far probably where it's and the telecast was like hyper focused on the prescott lamb thing which maybe we could talk about at some point where i feel like they were trying to make something out of like a shot of two people talking all the time or, may- like, well, or maybe they this. knew something right yeah. like or maybe they knew something and they were just like line report and how it's, come it's, no sideline report? It's a it. it's a great question because it's almost like right. Burkhardt and, and like I don't know Greg Olson like I know Kevin Burkhardt like a little bit. This thing they were it, trying to be like detectives. It was really it's weird. almost it was almost like they knew something that the the audience didn't know, right. and they kept alluding to it to be like let's leave some crumbs and hopefully people can figure out what we're trying to say. But they never came out and said exactly what it was. Like it it felt like they knew that there was something going on, and then they just like kept beating around the bush and wouldn't say exactly what it was yeah. for whatever the reason is. It's like like oh here's Dak talking on the side like oh talking to him on the side yeah like you mean how like how every quarterback talks to his number one receiver on the side what are you talking about or just say it <laughs> like I just it was it was actually a real I I kind of think that telecast was really bad in general in a lot of ways it got off to a bizarre start I, mean, I don't know if we should get into the telecast right off the bat but like. The production of it was brutal in the first 15 minutes. They had like six graphic mistakes. They were like changing stuff on the screen that didn't need to be changed. The whole thing was weird. Just really, really weird. And then they spend the first two possessions just like like trying to Sherlock Holmes this Dax CD Lamb thing. Like it's about to like turn into the biggest story of the weekend. And then nothing nothing comes out afterwards. If, if for all intents and purposes, I think they like saw something that wasn't there. That's like actually what I think happened. Because otherwise, we would know by now. It would have been like it would have been much more heavily discussed. So I just the whole thing was just weird, and it actually played into it because it was a really weird game. Uh, I I would not have imagined it would have been whatever twenty seven nothing, whatever the score was before the Cowboys scored um, to end the half, and yeah, like hit the over, but. I didn't see the game playing out that way. Now, the, the thing is, when the Packers get up a lot, the game's going to fly over the total because the Cowboys are going to score. Like, that's going to happen. So you felt really good, even though, you know, you were only halfway toward the total with two minutes to go in the first half. You knew it was going to hit because the Cowboys are going to be in hurry up with this pass offense the whole way. Dak threw for 400. was going to go. Yeah. And it's not like the Packers were going to just stop scoring completely. The Cowboys had shown no ability to stop them on any drive in the game up to that point. So it was great that it hit. It was great, like, to see the bet win, but just... I mean, I couldn't have imagined it would have played out in that way. It's one of those classic, like, you make the bet and it wins. It was like, oh, yay over. And be like, yeah, yay over. But, like, geez, what was what was that game? <laughs> like, that was, that was not uh, my most likely result, I would say, of what I thought was going to happen yesterday. Now, to be fair, you asked the question last week, like, what do you think Dallas's floor is for points scored? Sure. And we, we both arrived at 27. They did score 32. So, <laughs> so I mean, like, I, and like pack, I did a bunch of interviews. And I just go, I don't like the Packers in the game very much, but the Packers in the over has to be correlated because Dallas is never going to just brick the game on offense the whole game. And it's true. They, I mean, they had the worst half of match. They still landed like whatever, 28, whatever, how many points they ended up with in the game. So I, I think I was right. But then again, I'm just like, 
I didn't see that at all. I mean, just, yeah, really, I, I don't know if it's, like, the most surprising result I've ever seen, but it's up there. Yeah, sure, seven-point dog wins outright against a team that people thought could win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, a prominent offshore Ken has Bill Belichick minus 175 to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys if and when Mike McCarthy is fired. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk more about Green Bay's stunning upset in Dallas, and we'll talk about the Lions' close win against the Rams.